Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Go out, Culture Podcast. We're here. Boom. 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 We made it. We're back again with Rapping Friends. Um, Castro is on the bench tonight, icing up his joints. So uh, we don't have any guests. It's just me and Alaska. Alaska's here. I'm here. What up? Still a Roche. Um, still, still really coming off a, a, an unbelievable high of the Def Comedy Jam episode, and then the the Field of sixty four raucous sound bombing versus lyricist. I mean, two two tentpole episodes. I'll be honest. Yeah, really good ones. And, really and proud of those. Really good listener support. Y'all yeah. need to get back on the comments. So like, hit us up. It really helps. As I've heard from other podcasts, it really helps with the rankings when you give us like uh, rankings and comments. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. So instead yeah. of shitting on me on Twitter for not including Stanley Kubrick on the field of 64, put that you should still do the, that. Well, do that there, <laughs> but then copy and paste the tweet onto the iTunes review. Say love the go. show. They, they really dropped the ball. Zilla specifically not putting Stanley Kubrick on the field of 64. It, uh, listen. I just want to say that blew my mind, honey, people. I thought I was truly the only person in the world that liked that song. And Griff has given me a full breakdown on it. I'm being castigated during the episode by random people after the episode. It's just I thought it was like way too jiggy. And R.A. was not the rapper that people wanted to hear at that time on that beat. So I was wrong and I'm okay with that. I would go as far as to say it's R.A.'s best song. I would I would agree. I would agree. He does yeah. have this one song that's actually really dope from like 2007-ish on Nature okay. Sound. It's called Super. Okay. And, and it's just him flexing where he's doing like all these different styles and flows. And the I think chorus, the talented as hell. It is. And, but the beat is, it's kind of like a Doom type beat. Okay. And, he, and the, the chorus is just him going, I'm super, super duper, I'm super. Super duper, and that's it. And then he's just like snapping, but the beat is kind of like kitty show with a little bit of strings, kind of orchestral. And okay. he's, he's going crazy. And I was, I remember I said, like, I used to go running and play that song. And yeah. I was like, this, it was like my, my like kick it in the high gear joint, joint to get crazy with the, uh, with the iPod pre, pre iPhone album. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would recommend that one. But yeah, Stanley okay. Kubrick, uh, next time we do something like that. I'll include it somewhere somehow at some okay. point. But anyway, we're not talking about fucking all right, a rugged man. No, um, we're not. Crustified dibs. We're well, doing crustified dibs. Yeah. Um, I think this, this is a biggie. I think this is lineage of greatness, Fat Joe. I feel like this. Is, I feel like he deserves that. I feel like. I feel like he is lineage of greatness. Yeah, he probably is. I if mean, we, if we establish Nori as lineage of greatness, I think I think Joe is way better career than nori let's be honest yeah certainly i i mean i, I think i think it's kind of undeniable like yes. when you really like when you first hear it you're kind of like oh correct i don't know but then when you really start it like think about and this man's been working since like 92 93 correct consistently yes. a lot of work which we'll yeah. get to so yeah let's and start every hour like this and every hour so yeah um you know i, I imagine flow joe is where almost everybody first heard of him, right? Yeah. Flojo. So that was 93. And I think I think he was 
he's either no no it, it wasn't def comedy jam he's he's in arsenio where one time like he's in the audience and then like, they just okay. go room and like he he goes back that far to where he's like getting picked out as the new rapper in the crowd in arsenio yeah. and he's like not sitting in the front he's like in the crowd yeah you know what I mean? um <laughs> i mean he was going to, he went to project Bloat like back in the height of project Bloat and he got booed but he did go to project Bloat. <laughs> so um, they talk about it in the documentary which yes. is a That's weird fit cool. to think about but um yeah, so I mean, he's been around a long fucking time, man. So, uh, what, what I think, of, what I think is cool about him. So, me and Alaska for this episode, we we listened to as many Fat Joe albums as a person could listen to in one day. Um, it's a lot. I, I also it did is, the yeah. Terror Squad joints. So there you go. Um, when you look back at Represent, right? Mm-hmm. This is, and here's what I noticed about him. He has, he's like a. Um, he he's like Jay Z in that every time you listen to his albums, you know what was cracking that year. Like he only yes. sticks to the thing of that moment. So it's like a time capsule. So like, yeah, the represent is like DITC out. You know, yeah. So it's Diamond D does the bulk of the beats. Lord Finesse is on there. Uh, Diamond D's rhyming. Pooba's on there, um, Beat Nuts, Show. show has an insane verse. Ooh, you must be out your fucking mind. Apache from Flavor Unit. Yeah, Apache comes off on that thing, he too. kills that joint. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, and then Showbiz gets two joints. I mean, it's just like the quintessential 1993 East Coast hardcore rap album. Yeah. You know what I mean? It kind of just does the job. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, certainly. It's all there. I, th- I think uh, I got this in a smash by Showbiz. It's probably my favorite song still. Okay. Um, but even like Flo Joe is like that beat is not like you wouldn't think that's going to be a hit when that beat first comes on. You know what I mean? No. And then all of a sudden it's like this anthem with that hook. You got to vote, yeah. Joe. You got to. So when you go to now, this is what I realized today. When you go to Jealous One's Envy, right, which mm-hmm. came out in 95. Uh, so it says it was his first top 10 debut on the charts. Okay. So a day, but Sounds a day, about right. Yeah, debuted number seven on the R and B hip hop charts. Okay. Um, so here's what I noticed about this album. This album pretty much sets the template for the next twelve out al- whatever, however many albums after this. This this one is the blueprint that he sets that he follows so? forever. Okay. So he has on this album he has. Diamond D. These are all the producers. Yeah. Diamond D, Domingo, who's very slept on. LES slept on. Yeah. Premier. Joe Fatal has the two best beats on this album of all mm-hmm. people. Um, and then that's it. Domingo Premier. Yeah. But then he has like KRS, who's, you know, again, like the standard bearer for the Bronx. So like yeah. there's the first Bronx person to show up. Boom. He has a Bronx representative on this album. He has the core classic New York producers on this album. But then yeah. he has like Raekwon, who's the okay. man of the moment, 95. This is after Cuban Links. Then he has like his people. So he has Watch Out with Armageddon, who later becomes a member of Terror Squad with Big Pun. Yeah. And then a dude, Keith Nutt, who Keith pops Nutt, up yeah. on the Terror Squad album. Shouts to Fatboy Sharif, who shouted out Keith Nutt to me on Twitter. I forgot about him. Um, <laughs> so then he, so he kind of has, like, his core of people he's going to be repping with, all right? Yeah. So he has, like, a core it group of producers, 
a rapper of the moment, a, a Bronx kind of standard cross bearer. And then he has like his people. Yeah. And then in the middle of that, he has like the shit is real. The premiere remix um, respect mine with Ray, which is my favorite joint. Um, mm. But then he has a Bronx tale. <laughs> first song on the app. Shasta, and, um, and allows KRS to set it off, which is like sort of a big because KRS at that time was also killing. Like I think he's mm-hmm. either coming off of um uh the MCs act like they don't know joint or um return of the boom bap at right. that point. Yes. Um so you know, and he's he's still at that point considered potentially the greatest rapper in the world, right? By some. Yep. Um hundred percent and the king like you know he was like nobody's fucking with him in new york nobody can battle him in no. new york no no you know and and um, he, so, he basically gives joe a lot of credibility opening up the album yeah. yep but after that you have success which was a single right yeah and success is like the kind of mafioso uh, slash bad boyish that kind of gambino-ish thing yeah then he has like envy another kind of buttery joint so in the middle of all this rough rugged shit he has like the silky slinky slinkier songs right? yeah so basically every single album he makes after this has these touchstones he has mm-hmm. like the grimy new york joints the kind of classic new york joints then as time goes on more and more clearly like polished buttery beats where he's you know talking about money or chicks or whatever the rappers of the moment and then i'll have like his crew of the moment popping up on a lot of stuff yeah so that's basically so when i went back because i so i've listened to jealous ones envy a ton but after hearing everything after that I, I, i missed in like the mid to late 2000s i went back to jealous ones envy again today and i was like oh yeah. it all starts here it all starts Which is yeah kind of a cool sense. blueprint for him yeah to follow. yeah and i and i think it's funny that you mentioned um jay okay because the more i listen to it the more i realize how much their careers kind of mar- like mirror each other, right? Yep. Like they're so similar. Like even just Very to the similar. point of like their records kind of sound similar. Because they both are always aware of the moment. Yeah. With the yeah. exception of like 444 by Jay, everything yeah. else he's ever made is like, oh, mashups are cool. Me and Lincoln Park do a record. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, and it's, it's that ability to be a chameleon that like people like Madonna and Kanye are always like praised for, but dudes yes. like Jay and pun are like shit it up for Joe. You mean Joe, not pun Joe. Yeah. Joe and pun. Well, you, you Joe know what's and, weird. Joe you know and Jay. Sorry. You know, what's very strange. You said that is that on the later albums, I noticed he references Kanye once or twice every album. Really? We'll say such and Wait. such like Kanye. Joe. Joe does. Okay. Or or he'll like kind of take Kanye pockets with his flow. Yeah. Interesting. It's, he he you can see like he really appreciates or studies Kanye. Like he shouts yeah. him out on and they've never worked together. I, I think his progression just throughout shows just how much he studies and pays attention to everything. Everything. Right. You mm-hmm. don't you don't develop like that as an artist by just like sitting in a bubble. It, he's 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 outside hundred percent. Yeah. So then yeah. when you go from 
jealous ones envy right so here here's where it gets really fat this, this is the other part like about joe as an all-timer <clears throat> and for us um lineage of greatness alum when you get to don cartagena which is you know, volume you know, three it, it's, thank you that's his volume three um what's cool about don cartagena is this drops I'd be curious to see what, okay, so this came out September 98. Let me see when Big Pun came out that year. Because I want to see who dropped first. My guess is Pun came Pun out. Pun did, I think. Yeah, I feel like Pun, okay, Pun came out April 98. Yeah. Th this came out September. All right. Yeah, so they were on each other's heels, but it was. Yes. Right. Definitely Pun was first. So what's cool is this is what I realized about Joe also. So number so okay, he has all the credibility being in the Bronx, you know, doing graffiti, which is graffiti name was crack. Mm -hmm. Um KRS DITC. So like he's good. He's solidified. Yeah, um, oh yeah, he's his his bona fides are there. And oh, and before I get into Don Cornagina, you said something over text about how his career should have been over after Flow Joe. Right or success. 999 times out of a thousand, that career is over after that record. Why? Because it, it wasn't an impactful record. Mm. It was. It was an okay record. He rapped very of the moment. Very much. Um, which actually we found out to be a strength of his down the line. But with most rappers, like you, kind of get stuck there. Like you know, yes. most career you see that right. Like you think of like someone like Apache. I would say that they were similar skill levels. Maybe right. Apache was a little more skilled. Right. Apache's career went nowhere. True. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, think of all the rappers from that era that came out, dropped one record, had a sort of like middling kind of like underground hit. Right. And then disappeared forever. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's um, he, I th you know, I think it's good about him because he didn't have like a top 10 breakthrough song. Mm -hmm early right yeah and he wasn't like i'm diggity dos effects i'm figgity fat joe like here's my one yeah. thing he didn't have either one of those so like he just had a lot of room to grow into something you know what i mean yeah. like if, if he hit super if if he had like a song like slam by onyx which was yeah. everywhere how do you top that you don't yeah, it's hard right yeah so i mean i feel I, like I, sorry not good I was going to say, I mean, I feel like with Joe and you kind of see it in his personality, like he was a chubby kid. He fucking, when you're a chubby kid, sometimes it's like people pick on you and you're just going to be like, you know, I'm going to show you motherfuckers. <laughs> and you have that chip on your shoulder. Mm. Right. And it's something that just keeps driving you to, to keep proving yourself to people. And I think a lot of times people don't have it. Like a lot of times like the end goal is a record deal. Yes. Right. And you get there and you do that and there's nothing else there, especially back then. True. Right. You know, there, I mean, what was the model for success back then? Like big success, like the kind of success that Joe has now. Wow. Um, yeah. 93. I mean, yeah. <sighs> probably like, I, I, I can go back to onyx like that was a huge success but then they were never yeah. close to that ever again never close to that again not even never right so and then so like a dude like joe where it's like i mean onyx had gimmicks they had like he wasn't where onyx was at that point when onyx no. dropped not, right not so close. i mean maybe he could hope for like 
EPMD style success. Just going gold at the, at the box. Yeah. Yeah. Gold, gold, every record, which. Right. You know, so you, you know, it's fine. We find out eventually that wouldn't be enough, but right. at that time that would have been fantastic. So, okay. So when you get to 98, right. So yeah. pun, so he, he puts on pun, right. That's his man. He's yeah. on, he's on jealous ones. Envy. They start doing a lot of mixtapes together and he kind of puts his career on hold to blow yeah. up pun. So he goes three years in between albums, right? Yeah. And then again, pun comes out four or five months before he does. And he's not even on the same label, like puns on loud and he's on uh big beat you know, at Atlantic yeah. for, um, he was on relativity. Then he went to big beat for this one. So, yeah. okay. So when you get to Don Cartagena, first single was the title song with Puffy, which produced by yeah. young Lord, who was in the bad boy click um, again of the moment. Puffy's huge. Yeah. And the album is definitely like the post bad boy rough riders. He's got Dame grease on the album. Yeah. He's got Buck Wild again. He's got Premier. He's got um, the dude from Trackmasters, Kurt Gowdy. He's got Rashad Smith, who works with Busta, Beat Nuts, um, Ski from Ski, yeah, Marley Marl. working with Jay Marley, Les, like Baby Paul from fucking Beat Miners. Um, and then okay, here it is. So then, so Puff Daddy's the guy at the moment. Got him. Yeah. Puts his crew on Punisher, Prospect. Um, Armageddon, all those dudes, Triple Sace, Cuban Link, all the Terror Squad dudes are there. Yep. He's got Nori, hot guy of the moment, Charlie Baltimore trying to make her something. But then he's got like his hardcore songs like Crack Attack, Triplets, Find Out. Um, then he has like the buttery shit, My World, um, Walk On By with Charlie Baltimore, produced by Buck Wild. Um, Bet Your Man Can't, which is kind of a funny song. Yeah. We're, we're pun. I want to say this about pun. And shouts to Dano, I think is Dan Capital Punishments, his favorite album of all time. Okay. When you when you hear pun like in these moments, it was it became crystal clear to me why pun was so big. Because when you listen to Joe and then Pun and then the rest of the Terror Squad guys on this album, Pun's album, and then the Terror Squad album, it's like they're all just biting G rap. Like they are all doing the same patterns, the same flows, the same like exquisite, ridiculous mafioso crime lords things that none of them did mm -hmm. before. So they're yeah. all just doing G rap, right? Yeah. Except Joe has that incredible voice and delivery, which yes. makes you stop everything when he raps. And then Pun has like the highly technical breathless rapid fire g rap shit but then he's got a ton of personality and humor he's got and a fun. lot more humor than a lot of these dudes have like right. humor and charm where the like cuban link prospect armageddon triple says they are all just g rap like i'm another yeah. g rap i'm a puerto rican g rap i'm a cuban g rap i'm a dominican yeah. g rap they so, have so no the thing, personality and i love the those thing guys. that makes him stand out like pun stand out versus them, right? You can even, you just take the technical ability. They all got the technical ability. right? And they all say foul shit. Very foul. <laughs> but something about when pun says it, <laughs> it's cute. It's almost like a kid saying it. Like, I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's like, it's almost like it's cute, right? You're like, oh right. man, that's just pun. 
Whereas like, like the other dude, you're like, eh, I don't know, man. He might actually do some like crime and shit like that. Like hearing pun on um, and I forgot this single too, Bet Your Man Can't. There was a video for this where pun's going, Bet your man can't do it like that. Can't work the middle because his thing too little. Like he's doing the <laughs> little chem shit. He goes, I make you scream, papa, you the best, nana. Like and the whole song's about running a train. It's called train. Yeah. Like it's but it's he's like, but your man can't do it like crack. Can't work the middle because his thing too little. Like it's <laughs> it's so ridiculous. You know what I mean? But you're right. It he he has that that like naughty boy charm. But remember the yeah. video for um the first st- I'm not a player, I just crushed a lot video. Yeah, yeah. Where, like they kind of just remake parts of Scarface. Mm-hmm. And he's like he's like jammed into the front of a car. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then he's like doing like salsa dancing and then the salsa dance is so funny but then by the time like his album comes out like i was remember a video for like you came up with nori where like he does like he jumps out of a balcony window <laughs> it's like it's hilarious and so i feel like him him and joe like joe stepping back being like he's the guy yeah and joe's only on he's only two albums in his career and they're not massive successes no what I realized about Joe was in this era, like this is like the second phase of his career. Now mm-hmm. he's like, I'm, I'm a collaborator. Like yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a mentor collaborating like Maven. I know how to bring, I can branch these things and pull them all together and show people like, here's how you can do it. You just follow me. Yeah. And, and not be like a, you know, like a puffy or like a RZA of like, wink wink we're, we're crew it's all the same but i'm gonna rob you you know what i mean it's like yeah <laughs> but we're boys but I'm, i I get 80 and you get 20 but it's but we're it's 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 fine like we're boys right it's not like that we're it's like i was thinking about something along the lines of what you're just saying here but about joe he had this super long career right right and people just seem to love working with him right yes which just leads me to believe that he's probably super personable and cool. Like, right. Like and, he's yes. somebody, somebody that people actually like. Whereas I, I don't know this. if people like Puff. Oh yeah. Well, we're definitely, you know what I'm saying? After finishing Riz's book, these motherfuckers of Wu-Tang do not like Riza. No. At you know all. what I'm saying? So they tolerate him to get a check. They do. They haven't liked this fucking guy. I promise you since like 95. I'm if, sure. Yeah. If, if only 40% of what Ray is saying is true, it's been 20 plus years that they don't like this fucking they dude. They don't like this dude at, at all. all. And I mean, you see why you look at that dude. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with him? He's a clown at, at times, yeah. like a brilliant dude. But the funny part is in Raekwon's book, he says right around this time, 95, to, he becomes closer with AZ and Fat Joe than other yeah. members of Wu-Tang Clan. It makes sense. <laughs> it's crazy, right? It's, and, see, oh, and like, Ray, it, Ray is on John Blaze. He's on Don Cartagena. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Ray's not and even it, hot like that. He's not even no. really on fire like he was in 95. But it just it seems like he's that type of dude where it's like he makes everybody happy to be there. Like I feel like right. he's a good host. He's a, oh, he's a great you know, you know what he's like the um he's like that he, he's like like the like the kid in school that parents would always go away. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, like, like fucking Eric's Eric's parents are away again this weekend. They're down the shore for another week. Let's just go to his. Everyone's there. And it's like, okay. Yeah. 
but because yeah. he's he's the one with the parents away he has that juice yeah but you're not like oh, he fucking sucks but his parents are away i guess we'll just go it's like yeah. oh this is great his parents are away yeah. we're gonna have a fucking good time can't wait like hey there's eric yeah. here's my guy but and he also he brings everybody he just he keeps it chill he brings in the right people Yes, he doesn't bring you the know, two it's, dudes it's to a beach. The girls who hate each other, yeah. the guy and girl who are on the outs. He knows no. how to 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 facilitate the uh, the, the the function. But even but yeah. again, even Don Cartagena again, like Buck Wilds on the album, yeah, ITC premieres on the album. You know what I mean? And then even like John Blaze, where it's like that beat, I never liked it. But like having Jada, like Nas, and um, Pun and and Ray. The yeah. Ryman, I mean, Ski, I remember even Ski said it was like, it was like a remix he did. There was, I, I guess they couldn't clear the original, but they had to make it a okay. single because everybody was so big on that record. But um, he was even, I remember he even had said something like, oh, that was like a remix thing I did real quick. I didn't think they would use it and they fucking put it out as a single. You know what I mean? Amazing. Like it's, yeah, that, that's a co- really cool song. Um, and then when you get to, so then you have the Terror Squad album, the first one. Um, which I know really, really well. Even in that one, it's like Joe's not all over that record. It's not like yeah. it wasn't like a cash grab where he's like, "Oh, puns platinum," and you know what I mean. Like I'm, my album just went gold with Don Cartagena. Let, let us both just cash in and do. Yeah, let's bank. Right. Like so. The, I mean, it's. Well, if I remember correctly, he they they sort of let dudes like Cuban Links and those guys flex yes. a little more to get some more burn. Right, so there, there's 16 tracks. Joe is on one, two, three, four. He's on five songs out of 16. Yeah. Right? But again, like, Buck Wilds on the album. Alchemist, Young Alchemist has two songs, which are crazy. Mm. 99 Live and Bring It On. Oh, he gets a solo joint with, with Joe called Bring It On, which is awesome. Okay. I know you really want it. Um, uh, Mighty Vic, V-I-C, who was down with Beat Nuts. Juju from Beat Nuts. All those dudes are now in the mix with them, too. Yep. Um, and then he lets Armageddon do a couple beats while he's rhyming. Armageddon was like my guy. He was like, I like that he rapped and produced. Yeah. Um, even though he was like very wordy and had like always like crammed in a lot of fucking bars like forever. Um, and then Cuban Link. And then after that, then you get to Jealous One's Envy, which has like the yeah. crossover shit with... Um, we thuggin with R. Kelly and then R. Kelly, yeah, right. She with MOP and Petey Pablo, yeah. And then he had, and then the um, the Ashanti joint, what's love? Yeah, what's love? That was like a yeah. huge, that was everywhere. So that's when I, that's that when I kind of like stepped off the Joe train where I was like, oh, See? you're gonna do this, go fuck yourself, right? Um, and it, well, the funny part was, was Don, Don Cartagena, like I remember playing, um, this is so funny. I was like a 98, I was a sophomore, junior in high school. And it was like one of my proms, right? Okay. <laughs> and I we had a we had a limo and we dropped. I was the last person to get dropped off in the limo, right? So dropped off my 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 one buddy, his girl, dropped off my girl, and I had like maybe a 10-minute ride by myself in the limo, and I played the fucking dog Carter G to CD wow. in the limo with the windows fucking down, like thinking nice. of this shit. Because I'm like 15 or 16. In a limo banging fat Joe. Uh, anyway, so I did not have that experience with Jealous One, still Envy, Jose, right? No. Yeah, now, this is this is right. the one you pointed out. Or may, Does this count as a volume two? Because it's basically a sequel to Jealous One's Envy. It is. 
Um, I don't think it. I don't know. It's, it's not a volume weird, two, but it's, it's not a part two. But it's it is, not a but volume It's a sequel. Two. It's a sequel. It is. A, I I think it's in the in the Jealous Ones Envy universe. <laughs> multiverse. <laughs> the multiverse. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I mean, yeah, it's not a volume two for sure. But um, in the Halloween canon, what what would it be? Is it is it Halloween three season of the witch? Is it no it's Halloween, Halloween H two O? Yeah, it's, it's H2O. H2O. Okay, it's, and it's yeah. not it's not the, it's not Halloween Rob Zombie. And it's not Halloween Danny McBride. No, it's H2O. They're they're it's trying H2O. to like you know build on the original. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Thank you. You know, Shasta, 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 Alaska. I've I've really been in my horror bag over the last couple months. It's fun, Shasta. right? Yeah, man. I'm, I I I got to go back and watch some of the Scream movie. I watched the new Scream. Yeah. I got to go back and watch maybe Scream three and four. I didn't see those. Okay. Um, and then I watched, I just watched train to Busan, which was awesome. That's a fun one, right? That's a great movie. Um, yeah, I just watched that. I just watched that for the first time myself, like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was wonderful. And just heartbreaking. Oh, bro. All right. Well, we're going to break. I'm going to throw a theory at you about the train. Okay. To Busan. Um, maybe we'll put it on Patreon, but uh, anyway, yeah. so, um, going in the horror world, it's interesting just, you know, how these franchises are like how they named them and sequenced them. And then this, this connects, but then these six don't, but then the new one connects to something from 40 years ago, but then it does like, it's all this weird shit, like the Texas chainsaw yeah. massacre shit I got into because of you. So it's like, when I look at Jose, it's like this now to me is like phase three of of the Joe world. So like phase mm, one's like okay. the first two albums, which are kind of like DITC ish East coast ish. And yeah. like, just starting to realize like, I need to kind of do what people are doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Phase two is puns. The man, Holy shit. He's going to be platinum. I'm going to use all of my connects to get everybody on board with this fucking guy. And then as he pops, I get to come in behind him and get popularity back to me. This is great. And then we have terror squad, which was a real crew. It wasn't like, a boy band assembled. No, um, yeah, no, not at all. It was like a street crew. The rap group was assembled. It was like mm. some of the like I think Cuban because they I, it was I think it was like Pun, Cuban Link, and potentially Triple Sace were like a crew of their own. And then I think Joe had Armageddon and potentially the dude Prospect, who who was my guy. Also, I like yeah. his voice. Yeah. Um, so they kind of merged crews to be terror squad but terror squad was like a street crew in the bronx so he kind of just utilized that to make it a rap thing okay which is a lot of shit so anyway as we'll get to the terrorists you you see like the iterations change because the people that weren't really in it from the beginning after so okay so when pun dies it kind of kickstarts this next phase which jose is in like post pun rest in peace right post, yeah and now he's like okay like pun's gone i got i gotta carry it i gotta carry the weight and that's when he gets like the what's love shit with ashanti and ja mm-hmm. and then we thug him with r kelly but again the rest of the album is like psycho less has the first beat on the album dude yeah yeah buck wilds on the album alchemist is on the album bink is on the album Bink, yeah that's what i mean like yeah ron g is on the album ron g you know what I mean? So Buju Bonton's on the album. Yeah. You know, yeah, but I, I, I was enjoying seeing that. Right. But then he brings in Remy Ma for the first time. She she, she yeah. gets pulled in as like, okay, she's like the new thing in the Bronx. I, I'm going to bring her in. But then he has like MOP and but PD Pablo is hot. Okay. We bring in PD Pablo. Ludacris is on this album. Ludacris, yeah. Right. Yeah. So then it's like 
he so but then it, but, but in the, again in the middle of that there's like grimy shit you know what I mean? <laughs> it's on on top of you know the the huge crossovery clubby you know the, I'm, I'm taking a chick home from the club i put on the fucking fat joe what's love joint like he's starting to enter this world so that's like you know probably still his biggest hit is the ashanti shit right it says yeah you ready for this i want to see if i can find what, what i saw the stats the stats for the the ashanti song from like billboard are kind of fucking crazy when you step back because i remember hearing this song at like Walgreens and like Foreman Mills buying clothes and I was like fuck you I was so turned off by this shit at the time you know because I'm an asshole um okay so (laughs) this this song it hit number one billboard rap songs number three mainstream top 40 wow right um number two just billboard hot 100 and then it was like number three R&B rap songs in the U.S. Um, it was huge. So I, and he, he had like, it was like a number of weeks. Here you go. You ready? It was yeah. on the chart for 20 weeks. So basically five months. Wow. This song was out there, dude. Like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I, it, this was a banger. And then he had the, and I think this might have been the second sing. I think the. R. Kelly one was the first single we thuggin. Yeah. Yes. So we thuggin yeah, came was. out October and then what's love came out February. Whoa. So mm. October, 2001 was we thuggin and then February was what's love. So that's quite a run in between. Yeah. It's a, it's a solid run. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that kind of carried him, but then that gets us to loyalty. Loyalty. Yeah. Which is surprisingly a good record. It's good. Right. It didn't get great reviews at the time, no. but. And it didn't it's, really. It's really fun. solid. It is, and and it's it's. I remember he he performed he performed the song with Genuine on Chappelle. I remember that. Okay. Um, but it was weird because all of a sudden he's like a fourth quarter guy. So like this dropped yeah. November 2012. Yeah. Right. Um, but again, first beat Buckwild, second beat Alchemist featuring Baby yeah. Scarface and Tony Sunshine. The song's awesome. And, and I'm like, and what's up? It's the Scarface thing is something I've noticed as like his career goes on. It's not a lot, but it's dabbled in here and there. He starts like picking off legacy dudes from other places to do tracks with. Oh, Joe? to sort of brand himself in. Yeah. Oh, he does. You're right. You're so right. he's You're got right. Scarface. He gets Little Wayne, who like Little Wayne was like sort of like the young up and comer. And to, in a lot yeah. of ways, I think Wayne's career, like early career, mirrors Joe's. But we can get into mm-hmm. that later. But yes, then he has like two short later on. He has clips he later on. Yep. Like he starts grabbing these sort of these KRS. iconic artists. KRS again. Yes. On yeah. the dark side. So he has like Tony Sunshine on a bunch of. He starts using him as like the in-house hook guy. He's on like three or four yeah. songs on loyalty. And mm-hmm. oh, and this one he starts like really, really using Cool and Dre. Yeah. A lot. Forever. A lot. And Cool and Dre works. did. Um, They did Hate It or Love It for 50 Cent in the game. Like that yeah. was their big breakthrough hit. So once one. he once he linked up with them, it's been 20 years of him working with them constantly. But then yeah. this album again has like, like I said, Buck Wild's still there. Like Ty Fife, who's kind of an underrated great New York producer, he's on the record. Armageddon's got a beat. Remy Ma, Prospect, yeah. they're all in the mix. And he's got the the hard New York shit. And then he gets to like 
then, then he has like this. Oh, then he does the Terror Squad, the second Terror Squad album. So why don't we do this? Why, why don't we take our first break and then we'll go okay, into yeah, like let's take a break. that era of everything else. All right, we'll be right back. The Black Panther Party 10-point program, written October 15, 1966. We want freedom. We want power to determine the destiny of our black community. We believe that black people will not be free until we are able to determine our destiny. Two, we want full employment for our people. We believe that the federal government is responsible and obligated to give every man employment and a guaranteed income. Three, we want an end to the robbery by the capitalists of our black community. We believe that this racist government has robbed us and now we are demanding the overdue debt of 40 acres and two mules. Four, we want decent housing fit for the shelter of human beings. We believe that if the white landlords will not give decent housing to our black community, then the housing and the land should be made into cooperatives so that our community with government aid can build and make decent housing for its people. Five, we want education for our people that exposes the true nature of this decadent American society. We want education that teaches us our true history and our role in the present day society. Six, we want all black men to be exempt from military service. We believe that black people should not be forced to fight in the military service to defend a racist government that does not protect us. Seven, we want an immediate end to police brutality and the murder of black people. We believe we can end police brutality in our black community by organizing black self-defense groups that are dedicated to defending our black community from racist police oppression and brutality. Eight, we want freedom for all black men held in federal, state, county, and city prisons and jails. We believe that all black people should be released into many jails and prisons because they have not received a fair and impartial trial. Nine, we want all black people when brought to trial to be tried in court by a jury of their peer group or people from their black communities as defined by the Constitution of the United States. We believe that the court should follow the United States Constitution so that black people will receive fair trials. Ten, we want land, bread, housing, education, clothing, justice, and peace. When, in the course of the human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which are connected with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a decent respect of the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to this separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All, all men are created equal, that are endowed by the creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Little Robert Hutton, Curly Castro, out on Backwood Studios. Get it now. Okay, yeah. we're back. C- call out culture podcast. Um, shouts to everybody on Patreon too. Shouts to all of our subscribers there. Um, we've been chilling down with the one shots a little bit, but if you subscribe, you get there's about 11 of them on deck. So if you haven't subscribed, you can go on there. You can hear exclusive little seven to 10 minute clips from each one of us solo talking about something we love and know in our hearts from horror movies, company flow, Batman, all that shit. So um, fuck with us on Patreon. That would be nice. Um, all right. So the second Terror Squad album, um, the true story. Lean back. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what was your what was your take on Lean Back at the time, or maybe in retrospect too? Like, what what are your overall feelings? I remember liking. It. Nice. Like I thought it was fun. Um, fun. But when it came out, I was sort of. When did Lean Back drop? That dropped in... 04. 04? Yeah, by then I was kind of like out of my underground shit. Okay. Like I was still like, you know, doing like jerk shit. But by then it was like, I I grew to like sort of more popular hip hop at that point a lot more than I liked underground hip hop. Nice. Um, Like I, I fucking love Nelly. You know, nice. like all that shit. Like I really just enjoyed that. Because I thought 
there was more to learn ah. from me for that from that than there was for me to learn from like you know dudes like Aesop and True. you know like the Def Jokes heads because like I'd been in that world for so long. Right. 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 You know, and you're surrounded by it all the time. You have to go and find something else. 100% so that's true. sort of where I went. It was like, oh, here's this new like install, like sort of like injection of cool shit to listen to and sort of pick apart from. Right. So cool. I, I really got into that shit then at that time. And we were going out a lot too. Like we would go out to like all sorts of clubs and go drinking and doing crazy shit like that. Like right. the crit when Blueprint would come to the city all the time. Oh, and we awesome. go do shit like that. Yeah. That's fucking cool. This yeah. this song was the number one song in the country for three weeks. It's huge. Everywhere, right? Yeah. It stayed on the top. It, it was the number one rap and R&B single on Billboard for a month, for more than a month, right? But here's the crazy thing about it. The album only went gold. Which, was that Loyalty? No, True Story, the Terror Squad album. So it's after oh, the Terror Loyalty. Squad album. Okay, right. got you, got you, got you. So he does Loyalty, and then two years later, he has the Terror Squad and Lean Back shit, right? So the album itself peaked number seven on overall okay. billboard right but mm-hmm. it had the number one song for a couple weeks three weeks yeah. which is crazy um so then this album has so cuban link's gone uh triple sace is gone and they kind of just like shit on joe for like years they're like trashing him in the hip-hop yeah. press and, and stuff like that because again like they're they're puns guys they're not joe's guys right yeah so like they're assembled but when you look at the rest of here we go again. Buck Wilds on this album. Cool and Dre's on this album. Mm-hmm. Scram Jones is now in the mix, right? Remy Ma's like brought into the fold, you know, officially. Uh, and they have a song that's kind of cool. It's called Bring Him Back, produced by Lord Finesse, which has okay. Big Pun and, and Big L vocals. Okay, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Um, on a huge fucking record. So even on this album, like I'm looking at the, the credits. It's 12 songs. Fat Joe is on one, two, three, four, five, six. So, okay, he's on eight. He's on eight songs. Yeah. He's kind of, it's essentially like a Joe album with features. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it's Terror Squad. Fine. Um, so this album is jagged. And this is when he starts working with like Scott Storch. Yeah. Right? But again, he still has Lord Finesse on there. You know what I mean? Like the dude LV who was down with... um. Sean C. They were like they were like the late era uh, hitmen for Puffy, and then he yeah. has I forgot about this part, Khaled. Yeah, that's he brings Khaled into the game. Starts coming into the mix. Yeah. Yes. So he brings in Remy Ma, Pun, mm-hmm. and Khaled. Yeah. And Khaled has a beat on here called "Yes, Yes, Dem to Death" under his alias Beat Novocaine. Whatever. Wait, right? Khaled was Beat Novocaine. That's him. He's got two beats on okay. his album. That's Khaled. Gotcha. And the crazy thing is, I was saying this to Castro today. I have, I don't have, a, I have a DJ Khaled mixtape from 1998 when he did a joint mixtape mm. with with fucking Tony Touch, right? So I knew yeah. him back then when he would, he was just a mixtape DJ to me, and he would always have Terror Squad on his shit on his mixtapes. Yeah. He would have like the logo TS. So then when he got on with them, I was like, oh, like he's like their DJ, like their in house. Mm-hmm. guy for shows or mixtapes not knowing he's going to become like a fucking massive crossover star right yeah so joe brings him into the fucking game on you know on top of everybody else right so that's the last terror squad album right 
then you get to the the Joe album uh, All or Nothing, which is kind of a weird record, only in a sense it's like not that big. Um, but he puts the what's the name on? He puts the Lean Back remix on there. Yeah, dude, the Lean Back remix is fucking awesome. Do you like that one, the Little John one? I don't really know it that well. You don't know that? It's got like Mace and Eminem. Yeah, Eminem. It's got Remy again, but no, I don't really. I don't know that. Dude, you love that. I mean, if I hear it, if I hear it, I would know it. Yeah, no, dude, it's. I like it way better than the original. I'll have to look it up. It is fucking awesome. I'm all about the Lean Back remix. So shouts to everybody else who knows, who's aware of it. Yeah, (laughs) I would. I highly recommend it. So then it, it gets weird because now it's like he has a gigantic song and then Terror Squad doesn't come out after that. No, and then I think Remy, done. Remy has a, a single and then she goes to jail um, or her album Bricks. It's called like something about Remy, the album Bricks. Yeah, it wasn't a good record. Right. And then but then he has All or Nothing. And like this album really doesn't sell either. No, like it. I think it like, well, it hit number two. Um, yeah, yeah. And number R&B. six of the Billboard charts. And then, but then it just kind of like came and went. It just, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what the what's the first thing Oh, get it popping the Nelly song. Yes, I yeah. I'm gonna get get. That was that was a big get song. It get, yeah. Scott. So now he starts bringing in Scott. Oh, this is oh, and this be okay. This now he begins also like Swizz here too. Yes, yeah, Swizz. Right. This yeah. begins like the Miami era of mm-hmm. Fat Joe. So like Cool yeah. and Dre, I'm pretty sure they're in Miami. They do a lot of this record. The Runners, yeah. they're from they're from um in Florida. They're the ones that did uh I'm pretty sure they did uh Every Day I'm Hustling. The Runners. Okay. Um then he has Timbaland popping in somehow. Khaled gets yeah, a beat. It's like got Jess Blaze in there. That's safe to say is unbelievable. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what they that's the essential Just Blaze joint. Yeah. It's awesome. So again, yeah. he has that and then but he has like Nelly r kelly there's no other rappers on this album it's basically a solo no. album he's got j-lo on it too yeah like at the end i mean and she's kind yeah. of cooked at that point so this is like Pretty the much. only one that kind of that's different like there's no Buckwild, there's no premiere there's no alchemist well it's the first one it's, that was it's, different it's they Miami. start kind of coming different after that mm. yeah but this is it again it's like kind of like the beginning of his miami phase yeah where he's like fucking with all these guys okay so then we get to me myself and i which is yeah. a very weird album, but this has like mixtape Wayne running the world on, on make it rain. Yeah. That was a big yep. song. And another song called the prophet, which Wayne snaps on that shit. And Cali does the beat. Shit. Yeah. So then this album is just Khaled doing beats, Scott Storch, and then some dude named street runner and a couple other guys. Yeah. He's um, also got the game on this one too. And the game on this. Yeah. And game's pretty big at this time too. But yeah. again, like not a lot of, not, no one really else. He's kind of just by himself. I think he's just yeah. like living in Miami. Like Dolo, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's it seems no like New York. It when you go when you go forward, you see like the, he's starting to build a new crew. Yes, right here, yes. and then it isn't until Remy comes back that he like sort of like has his right hand again. Exactly, good point. Because then and she goes to jail. Yeah, so she gets locked up. I think he goes to jail at some point. Then he has like this album, The Elephant. I don't even remember this ever coming out. The Elephant in the Room. Yeah, but the only thing I remember is. The last song would premiere that white. I should play this. I don't remember that song. Thank God for that white. Produced by Alchemist. Yes. Okay. We talked about this briefly at the beginning. This song, My Conscious, with Alchemist and KRS is bonkers. 
this is like him and alchemist have like this unbelievable chemistry together joe yeah like he has like his shit with Buckwild. he has a shit with premiere then he has like alchemist shit but the alchemist joints were never like lead singles so no one really knows about them on these albums right but the song but my conscience is nuts this record also peaked at number six on billboard and number three on the yeah, like he, the top R&B. He, you so know, he's, he's just like sort a of big doing first week guy. He's like a good first yeah. week dude, and that's kind of it. Yeah. Kind of dies out after that. Number seventy nine on the year end chart, top two hundred albums. Yeah, like it's you know he's fine. got a built in fan base of people that are buying shit. I mean, yeah, this yes. is a time where people aren't buying shit anymore. Correct, but, no one's buying shit. But he has yeah. like Scott Storch on this one, Khaled, Cole and Dre, Street Runner, who's on a lot of his shit now. Yeah. Like this, this is like his Miami, but like still reaching back to New York a little bit on this yeah. one. So the My Conscious joint's crazy because like at first it's kind of like a knockoff of Guilty Conscience with Eminem and Dre where like mm-hmm. KRS is playing it. But then KRS shifts to being like, yo, like, yo, Joe, why, why don't you call me anymore? Why don't you hang out with me? I thought we were oh, friends. Wow. And then Joe is like, yo, I learned everything from you. Like you're my hero in rap. Like you taught me how to perform and I studied your album covers and and KRS is like, cool, but like you just kind of ditched me. It's like a really, really dope song over like this kind of wow, sinister alchemist beat. I was like, this is weird. It's like hearing friends like kind of go over how rocky their friendship's been, like keeping it. It's a pretty cool song over okay. alchemist beat. No less. So I highly recommend my conscious. And then that white with premiere. He's got a lot of cool songs with premiere, dude. Uh, he had the one joint on um, Don Cartagena to a premiere. Um, yeah, him and premiere have like really good shit. Then you get like Jealous One Still MV2. It's like it's a really fucking weird record. Like Ron Browse, T Pain, Akon. Yes. No. This one's really It's really bizarre. The production is just it's it's not good. What the fuck's going on with it? And then you get to Dark Side. So Dark Side is Dark Side's like the reboot. You know what I mean? This is like Halloween with David Gordon Green and fucking Danny McBride. Like, oh, you want that real shit? So he has like the Just Blaze on here, Scoop DeVille with the slowdown with Jeezy song, which is crazy. Premiere, I'm gone crazy. He's got Cool and Dre. All these guys are on this record. R. Kelly, Too Short. Wayne. Too Short. Yeah, and Too Short again with the legacy. Like, you know, right. Too Short clips. Um, oh, and that song, the, the Kilo song is them flipping the um, Kilo song off Fish Scale. Kilo is a thousand grams. It's oh, easy really? to remember, but it's like a polished. It's like a better version of that. It's the same exact beat. They just they just okay. polished it up and put clips and cam on there. So, you know, I was all in on uh, yeah on that version compared to the fish scale version. And then I think I think this when he goes to jail or something. Because then be. he because then he starts like the rest are just like mixtapes. You you have to go on like that piff and it's like well there's a bunch weird. of like dark side two and dark yes. side three. These are like mixtapes like that piff yeah. shit. It's weird. They're like. He's he's got one which is awesome on here called Your Honor, featuring Bronson, produced by Premier. I saw that. Yeah, love yeah. that song is. <laughs> so here's what I noticed about Joe. Like in these later years, mm-hmm. he, he becomes more of like like a joyful, outsized personality rapper. Yeah, like more of like a Jim Jones, like Chic Luch. That kind of guy where like the bars are like kind of silly and clunky, mm-hmm. but sound great because his voice is great. But yeah. the actual rapping is like very secondary to him 
him just having like a lot of bravado and like being extra, extra extroverted on the, on the records. You know what I mean? Like he, he shifts into being like a personality guy. Yeah. Whereas like the pun era and the terror squad first wave, he's very lyrical, very yeah. fucking lyrical. You know what I mean? So I think you you said, because a lot of those people were, were gone or came and went and he's just like chilling in Miami. It's more about like the vibes. It's not about him being like someone's favorite fucking rapper. Yeah. And I think, you know, he's, he's sort of earned that position to be that person. Um, I, I kind of, I mean, I don't know how people feel about this comparison, but I kind of think he's the East coast Snoop Dogg. He, he totally is man. At this stage of his yeah. life. Totally is. Yeah. Like without question. Like, I mean, the, the motherfucker is just like, if you go to Instagram it's just pictures of like him and Spike Lee hanging out at Knicks games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's his Instagram. Go go check it out. I guarantee you there's pictures of him right there, like at the top of his feet. That's he's got awesome. a great Instagram follow too. He's, he's really fun to follow. Oh, I gotta follow him. What am I doing? Yeah, no, he's really dope. Like he's just sort of like oh, it's pictures of him like hanging out with cool people. Damn. Um, and then like pictures of his kid. Oh, dude. All right. He, yeah, yeah, it's dope. I, I gotta peep this. What I will say about his albums are there he'll always have like one or two songs per record where he um he he lets you actually in on his life. Yeah. So he has like one song about his mother, which is great on one of the records. He has a song about his sister who died. Um, but if it, 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 he either gives you that one or or zero, like you don't know what's happening in his real life, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he and he does try a lot on these albums to be a storyteller. He's not great yeah. at it, but he, he dedicates one or two songs per album to telling a story. You know what I mean? With like sound effects, like 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 bad boy biggie shit. Yeah. So Dude, yeah, sure. I, I just found a picture of him, Bill Murray, and Jada Kiss sitting courtside <laughs> together. Yeah, it's his life now. He's you know what the crazy thing is. He has 4.8. Oh my God. He has 4.8 million followers. Remy Ma has 9 million. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's insane. So, okay. So that now brings us up more to present day. <laughs> so the, the Plata O Plomo album. Yeah. Him and Remy Ma, right? Him and Remy Ma. Yeah, dude. Okay. So the title's crazy. It's Spanish meaning money or bullets. <laughs> Jesus. It's crazy. He said he That's commented awesome saying the name of the album is Plata O Plomo, Money or Bullets. You know what I'm saying? However you want it. Money or Bullets. That's incredible. Um, That's insane. So, all the way up. What a fucking banger. banger. I mean, what a way to like just let people know I'm not going anywhere ever. Nope. Every couple years, I'm going to come out with the undeniable biggest club banger of the decade. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Like, song is the song is Jay certified triple platinum. Who? Yeah. Jay doesn't even have that no. juice anymore. Wayne. I mean, uh, Wayne, Kanye, none of these guys. No, nobody has the juice. Nobody has the ability to make a song like that anymore. Like, it's <laughs> just like, I can't imagine any of them doing that. Four or five. There's six remixes of this song. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Jay, he's on one of the remixes and it's amazing. That's 
that's pretty cool. Hold on a second. My my, my audio yeah. just said it's it changed. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, here you fine. You popped oh, okay. out for one second. But then yeah, it was weird. Like I said, it switched to my headphones, my my AirPods. Yeah. Um, so I remember when he did the rounds for that song and album, right? Because yeah. they're like, "Oh, Joe, you've been going for a while. It's crazy. You got this fucking smash with French Montana," and he was like. Yeah, I mean, you know, basically my last few albums are like diminishing returns and, you know, I was kind of fucked up in my life. And I think he had a divorce and he was in jail. Like he just had a lot happening. Um, And he was like, I wanted to come back out, but I didn't know because, you know, music changes so much. So he said, like, they just went out every night for like four months and just absorbed what was happening in, in the clubs. And he was like. I wanted a beat that fit me and my age and where I am in my career had like a classic New York feel, but mm-hmm. was contemporary. So that's why it has that horn. Yeah. And then getting French, like I love French because all French does French is great. flip yeah. fucking 90s rap songs into hooks. Right? Yeah. On this one, he doesn't, which is cool. But so they said something where Joe was like, yo, when, when I was at the clubs, like, I just saw people reacting to songs about like being the best or being on top, but like it needed like something like that, like to stand out from everyone else, like just kind of mumbling or singing. Yeah. So that's why I'm all the way up. Like it's, and you can go up. Where does he live? Point to the top of the hills, go all the way up. Like, so he's got French on there. Shorty got you, boy, got you, what you need, huh? Huh? But then the rest is like huge. Like the song is, it's yeah. crazy. And I just, it's, it's awesome. He did it. remixes. He did. So he did like a New York centric one with Jay. Yep. He did an EDM one with like David Guetta and Glow yes. in the Dark. Yep. He did a West Side version with Snoop, Snoop. the Game, and E40. Saw he that, did yep. an Asian remix with somebody named Jay <laughs> Park, AK69, the Boy Way, Sona so, One, and Joe Flizzo. Yep, and then Joe he did that. the YouTube stream banger music remix with somebody named Fareed Bang, Collage, Summer Sam, and Saeed. So he That's basically it. like went global with remixes for this shit. Incredible. It's, it's unbelievable. Brilliant. Yeah. It's it just the song would it could never it could never die. No. When you do it that many times, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't even it, know who quite, produced this shit. This shit is crazy. Um, I don't know who produced it. Hold on. Infrared. Who did the who did this fucking beat? Ed Ed exclusive and Cool and Dre. Ed exclusive and Cool and Dre. There's Cool and Dre again. The the coolest shit about is it's fun to say. It is right, like you know, like all all this time, like we as rappers, like we love like when somebody like turns a phrase that's just fun to say. Yes, but we don't pay enough attention to hooks that do that. Right. And that's what this song is. Nothing else on that song matters. It's the hook in the mouth. And Joe, I think Joe realized that earlier. We were talking about earlier how how much of his career has just been sustained by his ability to pick pick beats and make a fun hook. He if if you put him in charge as an executive producer of Nas albums and Raekwon albums, they are fucking slamming. Yeah. Because all of his albums hover between like three to four mics. Yeah. All of them, with the exception of like Jose 2, which is just kind of a brick. Um, yeah. But even like the Remy Ma album, 
I was playing at the gym the other day for the first time. I was like, this shit is just banging. And and he kind of really lets Remy be the star of the record. Yeah. And Re- Remy's like, she's not great in terms of just pure rhyming, but her Bronx, like I'm a bad bitch, like that attitude and swagger and that confidence she has is all you need, you know, yeah. over like this trap shit where yeah. she's just talking so much shit. And then they have like Ty Dolla Sign on the record, who I love. The song with the dream is really fucking cool. The French song cooking, that's crazy. And then like Stephanie Mills closes out the album. <laughs> yeah, the it's crazy, right? It's so cool. And then this other guy like Kent Jones, he's on like two songs. He's great. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I, I, I have no idea. He's on three songs. It's just a really, really good. Like what I like about Fat Joe albums are like, again, listening to them all in, in, over a couple of days, they all blend together. But yeah. it's like it's like a good popcorn movie. You want to just go see on a Saturday in the summer. You got nothing to do like Jason Statham. Yeah, his his albums are Jason Statham movies, whether it's like the like, Meg or the fucking what was it? The drive in one, the past. What the fuck was that called back in the day? The drive. Oh, um, passenger? no, what the fuck was that shit called? No, not. Yeah, it was the passenger. Yeah, whatever. Oh, the transporter, the, the transporter, transporter. Um, yeah. crank. All the Jason Statham shits, right? Crank one, crank two, all that shit. This is yeah. Fat Joe. He's like, here it is. I'm going to get you with the, the rowdy joints, the rugged joints, the grimy joints, two or three club smashes. A premiere pops in once in a while. Buck Wild, Cool and Dre, Khaled, Scott Storch, Wayne, mm-hmm. Remy, like, he kind of goes through his phases of like two or three albums with the same people and then like kind of mixes and matches who's who now yeah. he, who, who he brings back. So now it's kind of like French, like French is now yeah. in the mix. French is in the mix. Yeah. And all that. And then I mean, Remy's heavy in the mix now. Yeah. Remy is fucking awesome. Um, so then I peep, I peeped the newest one family ties, which is, has Dre on it from cool and Dre. And again, it's okay. a joint album. Like Joe loves to collaborate. So, so it's this Joe, it's Joe and Dre called Family Ties. Um, okay. And it's really weird because Dre raps a lot and Dre should not rap a lot. Like, it's like, like the, Joe giving him this much leeway is kind of bad. Yeah. Like, and it's, there's one song in here called Yes with Cardi B, an annual AA, which is fucking crazy. Cardi B is like, going off and then remy's on one song ty dollar sign uh wayne awesome but mm-hmm. dude the one song lord above what eminem Ooh. and mary j blige it, i'm gonna pull up the eminem lyrics hold on <laughs> i gotta read about i'm cringing already oh my god it is <sighs> but again like this is the second time he's worked with eminem he had him on lean back remix yeah oh and by the way eminem of course Oh, he, he had to get co-producer credits on Lean Back, even though it's a little John B. Like oh, Eminem God, is always really? like tacking his name on to shit just because he like he sat with the beat for seven months and like edited out a couple drops for his punchlines. Like, oh, I, I co-produced that. I'm like, you didn't do shit. All right, here we go. Ready for this Eminem verse? Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. He. Okay. The whole song, he all of a sudden he starts talking about Mariah Carey. He says, I know me and Mariah didn't end up on a high note, but that other dudes whipped that pussy got him neutered. 
tried to tell him this chick's a nut job before he got his jewels clipped, almost got my caboose kicked. Fool, quit. You not going to do shit. I let her chop my balls off, too, for I lost to you, Nick. What the fuck is wrong with this dude? I should quit. Why does he get like 64 bar verses on every song? You have to do it. I should quit watching news clips. Yeah, my balls are too big. I should be talking pool because I got scratch. So my pocket's full when I'm taking shots at you. Fuck it. Let me chalk the cue stick. I'm over the top like Cool Whip. (laughs) I hate him so much. Oh boy! Um, wow. Um, wait, wait. There's no. There's another line he says, which is absolutely fucking heinous. Uh, I mean, all of it's terrible. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Here it is. <laughs> okay. Unicorn in human form saw a gift horse, looked him dead in the mouth, and Lord, good looking out. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, my God. So Joe hit the head on the nail. You ain't seen God till you stare staring down a barrel. I was gun shy, but now like a snail, the slugs coming out of its shell. Yeah, <laughs> yo, yo, all these fucking wag jobs still on Twitter. This is your king. This this person who says unicorn caboose, like just his word choices are so buns. And it's 64 bars of this shit. It's like really yeah. stunning. I mean, really. Yeah, I was looking at some shit. Hold on. I just pulled it up because I had a look at it. Where is the line that I was just looking at? That's just so fucking dumb. Uh, oh. Um, cracker with the barrel, armed to the teeth. Anderson, pack. Rest in cease to a Feeney and her son, Pac. Yo, bro, go fuck yourself. Like, oh, he's so he's the worst dude of all time. All right. Sorry. Sorry. We had to do that. We had to go on our Eminem rant and spiel, but yeah. God damn. Uh, all right. So that that just about covers the entire Joe discography. Um, yeah, he I will say this about his discography. If you just go, whether you, you I use Apple Music, I'm sure it's, it's like this on Spotify. If you really want to get in a fad, Joe. He's the perfect artist to just play the essentials playlist. You don't really need to go into like I built my own playlist of shit I like from him over the years. Yeah. Um, if you want to get into his album albums, I would say check out Jealous One's Envy, Don Cartagena, um, the Remy Ma, the Remy Ma album, which is really fucking cool. And then I would say the first Terror Squad album, just because you can hear him and pun. Mm-hmm. And all those dudes, like they're they're kind of locked in together, even though it's they're all just again just doing G rap shit. But it's at least enjoy. And it's got Alchemist and shit. Um, and and, and Pun just Pun gives you all the the fun attitude and personality. Yeah. So there you go. I would recommend if you're gonna play albums, but if you don't, it's not it's not that bad. <laughs> no, but I would say this too. Like I, I was listening to it at work today, and it was just dope background music. It's like, and good. I don't mean that as an insult in any way. Like, you know, like some people think background music is, and so I played a lot of jazz for background music. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Cause it's just like, it's good, 
it's not necessarily something that like a lot of his earlier work you want to pay attention to because you want to like yep. grab all that nuance and stuff. But a lot of the new shit is just like, I want rap sounds that are good. It's competent. He, he is. Yeah. He's, he's aggressively competent. What is it that Castro said? Tell, tell everybody. What oh, Castro this is what said. Castro said. Like, Castro, I think again, this really nails it. Castro said um, when we were talking about him earlier today, he said, fat Joe is like having a good loaf of bread in the house. You know, it's bread. But you could do so much with this bread. You know, you could you could put it with a side with dinner with some butter on it. You're good to go with some beans or or even, even with spaghetti. You sop up all the, the pasta sauce. You can make it a bread pudding. You can make some fucking breadcrumbs. You can stuffing peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, bologna and cheese, whatever you want to do. You got the bread to hold you down. The bread's going to do what you needed to do. All right. But it, but on its own, you're like, oh, it's bread. Who gives a fuck? Bread. Right. Yeah. But when you step back, you're like, I could do a lot with this. And it's good to have it around. Fat Joe. Yeah. There he is. I think, I think that's really spot on with it. Boom. He's a standard. He's just like, he's, he's like a great baguette. <laughs> great baguette. You know, you just like walk through the kitchen, pick off a little piece on your way to the living room. You dip it in the hummus. That's what I used oh, to do. There you go. Yeah. You get you yeah, get so, you get the good. I like to buy like the big yeah. the big round breads, you know, mm-hmm. like that that kind of go bad for like a day or two. Yeah, you cut you cut that bitch up, put a movie on, eat a whole fucking thing of hummus with that bread. Keep cutting yeah, the bread. Grab a little prosciutto on the side and soft cheese and spread it on. Boom, you're set. That's fat Joe. That is fat Joe. Man, this is yeah. You don't get this type of analysis and commentary anywhere else but this fucking podcast. Nowhere else. You know that shit. You don't even get anybody else talking about fat Joe. No, I mean I love I love my independent podcast community, but y'all motherfuckers aren't fucking talking about Fat Joe. Nope, still waiting. Yeah. You guys yeah. never talked about it. you. You'll make fun of them. You'll probably make fun of Lean Back. Yeah, we're all the way up. You're not about that shit. We we respect yep. the man deeply, heavily. Yeah. I don't know if I have any. Fat is a legend. He is. He's a, a true legit legend. Man. He's the best. All right, why don't we do this? Yeah. Why don't we take our last break and we'll come back wrap okay. everything up? Cool. Sounds Fat good. Joe Bronx Terror Squad. Uh, we'll be back Co-op culture He doesn't have an ad lib Hey friends It's me Your friendly neighborhood podcast host Alaska And I'm here to tell you about an exciting new project That I just released with my friend Jason Griff You might know Jason Griff from his many appearances On the Call Out Culture podcast As well as his groundbreaking work With the Griff Scorsese Midnight Express album Also His solo project Fireside Chats You need a sweater and a bearskin rug for that one, fellas. Anyway, we just dropped a new record called Human Zoo. And Human Zoo examines the cages that we put around society and the self-imposed cages we put around ourselves. It features exciting tracks like Reboot featuring Batboy Sharif and Animal Farm featuring Love Ulysses. We also have additional vocals from the likes of Alex Ludovico. Not Ludovico, Ludovico with a C. See what I'm saying there, people? And Premrock. And then the All Hook All the Time track featuring vocal stylings from Curly Castro, Zilla Rocca, Def C. Rob Sonic, Breezy Bruin, and Open Mike Eagle. 
If you like the rap music, folks, you're gonna want to get this record. It's a must-have for every true aficionado, and you could get it at insubordinaterecords.com. Alaska, out. Listeners, check it out, Zilla Baca. Listen, as a shorty, I was playing in the front yard of a crib and I fell down and I bumped my head. And then somebody helped me up and asked me if I bumped my head and I said, yeah. So then they said, oh, so that means we're going we gonna to switch it up on them. And I said, yeah, a- Andrew, Andrew is the greatest. And knowing as a shorty, I was always told that if I ain't going to be part of the greatest, I got to line with the greatest myself. And that's Andrew. The Rain Knows What Is Doing album available now. Cassettes are sold out, but we got CDs, beanies, dad hats, mugs. It's cracking. $3pistol.com for fans of Beck, Evidence, Buck 65, Daps Home Records. If you're with it, spread love. If people want the wild shit, we're going to give you some more. Andrew, the rain knows what it's doing. All Available the culture, now. The podcast. All right. Last thoughts. Lineage of greatness. Fat Joe. Fat Joe the gangster. Joe Crack. Critac. Joey Crack. Crack Attack. Whatever. What's up? What are you going to say? So I just was looking through my notes and I totally forgot about this little point. Um, And and we've just compared them a few times already before, but early Jay-Z career stronger than early Fat Joe career, right? Uh, how early Jay Z we talking? Like yeah, I'd say out? everything, everything up to Black Album. A hundred percent, yes. Yeah. Yes. Everything after Black Album, and say everything after, I don't know, from Loyalty on. Uh, Joe's better career. Better career or like better discography? What do you mean career? Discography, yeah. I mean, you know, collection of music that he's put out. All right, so after Black Album, you have American uh, Kingdom Come sucks. Yep. American Gangster, I like it. But it's um, not great. It's fine. I mean, but there's like, there's fucking slamming songs on there. But yeah. Sure. It, it's overvalued. Um, yeah. What's after that? Kingdom Come 3 or Kingdom whatever Come it is. Really or this, shit, not, this shit with uh, Blueprint 3, which is really bad. Really bad. Um. Uh, watch the throne i love that album um it's not is that is that canon jay-z i don't know i don't know uh blueprint three four 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 is good four 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 is amazing magna carta holy grail is like i'll say this it's the first jay album i only listened to for the beats and features Mm. the beats and features are banging on magna carta but he's supposed to be the best rapper ever so it's like yeah it's not good when I listen to that album. There, he has no good bars in the whole record. No, it's terrible. Like zero. It's four hundred one k bars. It is, but the beats yeah. are slamming, and all the guests are really cool. Um, but like "fuck with me," you know, I got it. Where Rick Ross is the best song, and they just kind of stole it from Ross. Yeah, put it on that shit. Um, yeah, I would say Joe. Yeah, four, I mean four four four. I mean I love that record. Um, but yeah, yeah, post blackout. Okay. I would say Joe. 
somebody complained that it i guess they're overseas or they don't follow sports we, we, we do a lot of american sports references okay joe in comparison to jay is like later era it's kind of like jay is almost like albert pujols where it's like the mm-hmm. first 10 years of albert pujols he is one of the like fucking 10 best hitters especially first baseman ever like he's up there with lou yeah. garrick right first 10 years uh all in the cardinals the minute he leaves the cardinals He's like he made a couple of all star teams in the Angels, but he's like ghastly. But then he he tricks you. He'll trick you by having a year where he hits like 30 home runs, but he bats like 207 as a fucking DH. Right. But you're like, man, look at his overall career numbers. He's like past Hank Aaron and RBI. And like you look at our pools and his pure historical statistical. You're like, oh, wow. He is one of the fucking six best first baseman who ever lived. But it's it's a tale of two careers, really. Yeah, right? certainly. So I think I think with Jay, it's like even in his heyday, you know, there's some weird shit in there, like the the R. Kelly albums and like the Lincoln Park shit and like Blueprint Two and I, it's still greatness, like legitimate, incredible shit. Yeah. The la- yeah after a Black album, it's like really. He's never he's rare outside of four, four, four. He's never the best part of a record like the Carter's album. It's Beyonce. Yeah. For me, like watch the throne. It's Kanye. I think Kanye is mm-hmm. the best part of that record. Like I was listening like the uh, N words in Paris. I heard yesterday I was cooking and I was like, dude, this is Kanye's fucking song. Yeah, because everyone loves usually jumping at the mall and then in the bathroom stall time to have it all like no one cares about Jay saying the Nets can go over 82 and I look at you like this shit's crazy like no one cares about Jay-Z on that shit yeah but also like I have a theory Kanye overtook Jay-Z on the Diamonds Are Forever remix he did he did and then it was never the same after that yeah even, even like go crazy remix with Joe and Jeezy and Jay, like Jay, Jay had it, but it was also like the hysteria of like him doing verses in retirement versus yeah. like Joe cranking it out every yeah. every year and a half. There's a new fat Joe record and he has like Lil Wayne and Cal and Scott Storch and then Buckwild and then all these people mm-hmm. who talk about Remy. Yeah, I feel like, you know, you know who Joe is in comparison. OK, so if Jay is Albert Pujols. You know who fat Joe is? You're going to love this. Eddie, okay. Eddie Murray. Nice one. Look up Eddie Murray's career stats. You're like, holy shit. Eddie Murray has these fucking numbers and no one talks about this guy. Yep. You're like, God damn. Like he's up there. He is MVPs, hitting titles, thousand RBIs and never mentioned. Never. Yeah. Whereas like Albert Pujols, because he played for the Cardinals, they won a couple titles. Joe Buck sucked his balls. Then he just went into oblivion in Anaheim yeah. for 10 years and yeah. made a couple of shitty all-star teams. But like Mike Trout just like zoomed past him from the first Zoom day. Best. Like the first day of Mike Trout's career, he destroyed Pujols on the Angels. Yeah. So it's like nobody's gonna be talking about Pujols in 10 years. So if they do, it's the St. Louis. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They're only talking about one part that, of his, like literally yeah. half, like the first half of his career, right? Yeah, which was um, amazing. Which was amazing, it's stunning. Yeah. But I feel like Fat Joe is Eddie Murray. When you look up, you're like, Eddie Murray only played for good teams. Yeah. Every team he was on was good. Yeah. And all he did was like win, hit 300, but like 100 RBI, 20. Like he just 
cranked yeah, it out consistently great but was never like no one was like man i can't wait to go to a game to watch fucking eddie murray play wow no no nobody but he always matters <laughs> we're like mets or dodgers fans yeah and even like later when he was like on the indians with, with my boys with uh, albert bell and all that shit he was just like was he i don't yeah. know i only remember him as an Oriole. oh no he was on the dodgers mets um he was good on the indians he was like their like the uh like the og dh they would just throw in okay. hit, hit with no batting gloves just fucking oh, look at that yeah broke he the was ball around with baltimore until 88 yeah they went to the dodgers yeah He's a beast crazy you look, if you look at his numbers you're like god damn oh, no, Eddie Murray. yes yeah. so to all of our fans that don't follow sports or american sports or baseball trust us when we what we're saying is absolutely correct all right yeah. just trust us no one's you'll never get that you never hear eddie murray mentioned on a fucking indie rap podcast in your life yeah so be great i mean you know for our canadian friends jay-z <laughs> is very much like wayne gretzky in that he was the best when he was in edmonton and True. then he was a star when he was in la you know what's funny i was actually looking right at and his fat joe's yarmir yager Yes, <laughs> I, wow. I, I don't have anything for Premier League for the rest of you, you Dude, motherfuckers out there. I'll tell you this: it's funny. I was looking at Gretzky's stats a few weeks back, where he was yeah. getting like 200 points a year, and yeah. then one year it was like 180, and then he was never close to that again. Yeah, and he was still the fucking best player in the world. Yeah, but he went from having like a standard season for Gretzky was like two All Stars and one guy. Yeah, to being like, oh, he's an All Star. He's 107 yeah. points, 112 points. Oh, that's yeah. still amazing. But it was like 215. Yeah, his, <laughs> his wife is like Janet Jones or whatever the fuck her name was. I forgot about her too. Yeah. But like all those Edmonton teams, I was looking at them, like everyone on that team was scoring 40 fucking goals. It was they were yeah. loaded. They were fucking. And then as soon as he left, they were like, oh, okay, we just we'll just win a cup. We'll win a cup anyway. Fuck it. Without him. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. Well, they had Mark Messier still, right? Oh, yeah. They were, I mean, they were stacked, but yeah. they lost the best player in the history of the game and won it and won a cup. Yeah. Like that's how amazing that team was. Like they're kind of the team was stacked. Yeah. They're unbelievable. Yeah. So it's yeah, Jay is you're right, Edmonton, Gretzky, and then like Kings, Blues, Rangers, Gretzky. You're like, hey, that's fucking Gretzky. I said, that's that's yeah. Wayne Gretzky on it. I'll take him on the Rangers, but yeah, it's like uh that's oh I, I feel bad for people listening that don't know sports it's yeah it's a real shame you, you guys gotta get on board with this shit you know what i mean like it's, it, real it's i mean just yeah think of it this way it's like <laughs> if you had like a real awesome dad that then just started like got old and started watching tv all the time and fall asleep on the couch like he was real awesome until you were 10 and then, like, once you hit puberty, you're like, this dude's a fucking nerd. That's Jay-Z. Oh, my God, man. Fat Joe is like... Oh, he's the coolest. He was like, your, your parents had you when they were, like, 18. Yes. He was kind of a dick when he was young. Yes. But he ended up going to, like, got his got his associates, yep. got, his, got his bachelor's. It took him, like, six years instead of two years to do all that. And then he's like, boom, he got a cool job. He's yes. like cool as shit. That's Fat Joe. He you know, he put cool he put guy. an in-ground pool in the backyard. He, te- and he doesn't he, get like he doesn't yell at you about shit. He's just like, yeah, hey, nah. do what you gotta do. 
He takes you on a vacation every year. Yeah. He lets you he lets you have the girlfriend over the house to watch the movies yeah. with the door closed, even though you yeah. know you're getting you're getting you're getting your little little hand job action. He knows he knows what's he going knows. on. You're not fooling him he, with the door closed. Like, oh, we're just he watching. He knows them. like when you when you really like met somebody that you like, he's like, I know this is a big day for you. You you could take the Corvette. Wow. You know, that that's Fatjo. He's yeah. also the dad that's like, listen. Me and your mom are going to AC for the weekend. You got to fucking figure it out here by yourself. We're out of here. Yeah, we're I, don't, here. I, don't, yeah. I don't care. You call your grandma, cook, have some Ilios yeah. for three meals. I don't give a fuck. Me and mom are going to AC for the weekend. You know what to do. You're 16. Figure this shit out. Have figure a party. Exactly. I don't give a fuck. We're leaving. Exactly. Yeah. He's the Sunday. one where like your uncle shows up and he starts telling you wild stories. You're like, that was dead. <laughs> you yeah, did you're, that dead? Your your dad ran through those fucking strippers. Let me tell you something, man. We were yeah. we were we were in Memphis. These strippers were all. <laughs> dad brought all four of them back. He sweet talked them back to the, the hotel. Yeah, that was when that was when your dad and your mom weren't talking. Oh my god, <laughs> yo, he Fat Joe would be the coolest dad. He he's yeah. also like the perfect uncle. Yeah, yeah, he's without a, question. He's sweet, like Snoop, best uncle. Yeah. you wouldn't yeah. want Snoop to be. You would not want Jay as your uncle unless he's like no. going to get you a job. Like no, really, he's always really gonna come job. over and be like, start talking shit to you about like the fact that you're like smoking weed at 18. I'm just, saying, I'm just trying to figure shit out. Why are you going to college, son? Oh just, my god. Know, oh, I will. I will out. say, I follow Jim Jones on Instagram. Great, great yeah. potential uncle. You want oh, Jim yeah. Jones to be your uncle because now he's like all about Web three and cryptos and NFT. Okay, and he plays it like a Harlem hustler. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Like, yo, man, get your fucking NFTs up, man. Yo, instead of buying them Jordans, you know what I'm saying? Flip that in the NFT. You can buy six Jordans next week. Like, he's the best. That's amazing. He's, he's like, yo, we on that metaverse shit out here, man. Yo, tell him, man. He's got like Styles P investing in NFTs. It's so That's so funny. Dude, they were they were like at a party bus limo. It was like him, Styles P, and Dave East, high as shit. Talking about NFTs and then Styles piece are talking about smoothie stands and investing in, in, a, in so a fruit funny. juice. <laughs> They're all like 45, like having a time of their fucking life, like investing and shit. I was like, I love it. It's that's so funny. Yeah. I highly recommend people lit, um subscribe to Jim Jones podcast, uh, Mining Diamonds. It's it's actually a great, great financial podcast. It is unbelievable. Like it is great. I'm not joking now. Please do that for okay. yourself. If Jim you have Jones. any interest in investing, doing things with your money, in creative ways, getting rich in very practical ways, because he, he doesn't talk a lot, but when he does, it's phenomenal. Like, so, so just so you know, my computer is definitely listening to me because Twitter just recommended that I follow crypto.com and FT. Ooh. And I, there's nothing in my Twitter feed that would indicate that that's something I would be interested in. <laughs> Yo, I, I accidentally in, posted something about that. I get all these people DMing me about NFTs on Instagram oh, all the fucking time. And it's it's bad. Like I'm I'm I will yeah. jump I will jump into the NFT space at some point, but we're in this stage now where it's like it's like when uh every kid thought that they when they bought a pack of upper deck cards, they were gonna be a millionaire. And it was yeah. like, no, it's not upper deck, it's just one guy, it's it's Griffey. Yeah, it's just one so, one card out of Griffey. 600 upper deck packets. And it's one guy. One card means anything. Nothing else matters. That's yep. where NFTs are. Everyone's yeah. just buying the upper decks, uh, whatever collectible you remember from the 80s and 90s, where only just one is going to mean something. 
it's in, the only you know, one, yeah. seven years. But yeah, and you don't know which one it's going to be. No. So it's it's worth it's not total horseshit. It's not a it's not a pyramid scheme, but it is a pyramid scheme if <laughs> you're buying everything now. Like they'll do that shit. But again, oh, yeah. fo- follow Jim Jones for sound NFT advice. He's he's really deep on that shit. <laughs> he's the best he's he's a great uncle too i highly recommend and he it lets is. us he lets his grays hang out i respect him very you gotta gray. have your grays out man he's you got the gray it. with like six chains smoked yeah. out look the grays on the side of my waves he's awesome well another one in the books uh we miss Castro tonight deeply but he's doing his thing yeah. shouts to everybody um with the backwoods auction that shit is yeah yeah off. definitely God. like definitely follow that shit i'll put a link in the uh I think it might be done the by the time. By the oh, time really? Episode. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Then. I'm not putting. I think it's. Fin- I think. Hey. I think it's like today or tomorrow is the last one. And yo, know, if you if you get beat out for uh for a bid on something, that's money you meant to go to Castro anyway. So make sure it gets to Castro. Yes, and I, you know I just saying? got I just got my little Robert Hutton CD in the mail. It nice. looks fucking cool as shit. Um, I recommend everybody uh fuck with that too. You can uh support that record directly. I'm trying to find oh. the backwoods auction on its own. It's very difficult to find, but anyway, um, we respect everybody that's that's showing love to Castro directly through backwoods. <laughs> I got it. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. really cool. So we were lucky to um, every week oh, yeah, we're like 22 hours left. Oh, the yep, yeah, see, yeah. So we're lucky to um, to be down yeah. with backwoods, even you know vicariously through Castro, because yeah, them doing all this shit is like really fucking impressive and amazing, but. Yeah. impressive amazing people i mean so it's it's really fucking sick how well uh looking out for the homie uh the shablam shablaoist himself shablam sadiq shablam sadiq um yeah that's pretty much it so i don't know anything else you want to share with the peeps uh no there's actually a link on the um on the auction to make a direct donation to castro as well dope so you Very know cool yeah i mean you know, this money we're all we're all intending it to go to him. So that's pretty the cool. man up. There it is. Um, all right. Boom. Excellent. That's it. So right. uh Fat Joe Lineage of Greatness in the books. Talked a little done, Eddie Murray. Done. Talked a little Wayne Gretzky. Oh, I got one quick question for you on Fat Joe, real quick. Yes. The the Puerto Rican kid in Fresh was based on Fat Joe, right? It has to be. It has, <laughs> it has to, to be. be, right? Blam, blam, knock you down, Holmes. But he's the one that gets killed. That he gets killed under the car. Yeah. Because because homeboy uses him as the pawn. He's the yeah. first pawn sac. He's a pawn sacrifice. Yeah. But then they sample that on the pun album. Punisher oh, come wow. through, waste you, Holmes. Punisher come through. He don't get no fuck. Yeah, 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 no yeah, Spider Man. Yeah. Punisher like blow, blow, blow. Yeah. So there you go. There it is. Yeah. Bong. Good knowledge Boom. about you. It is based on. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right, we're done here. Co-op culture podcast. Right. Repping everybody. Later. Peace. Peace.